If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Podcast. And hello to all of you watching live in the Facebook group. This broadcast originally appeared in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group as a live video. And if you are looking to join a fabulous sewing community, everybody is nice and fun and uh, very inclusive and I'm really funny, okay? Uh, <laughs> you should come and join the group. We had, uh, we've had some just really awesome exchanges, especially lately. I don't know. It just keeps getting better and better. Hi, Tracy. Uh, it is, um, and please say hello if you're watching live because it's hard for me to see um, who is joining. Hi, Karen. Um, Facebook is almost a uh, kind of a controversial uh, social media platform now. And, uh, you know, it can be filled with a lot of negativity. And uh, our group is a place where there is none of that. And so it's been a highlight for me uh, in in my Facebook, uh, you know, being on Facebook like I have to be for the business and stuff. Um, it, you know, there's sewing, there's caring. Sometimes we'll even talk about maybe a controversial topic or two, but everyone's nice about it. You know, that's that's the thing. Um, and we talked about that in my Election Day podcast. You know, if we can talk about our differences in a way that opens up conversation instead of shuts it down, then how how awesome could the world be then, right? Um, so our rule on uh, any quote-unquote controversial or political topics in the group is to um, keep everything factual and kind and, of course, related to sewing. So if you're sewing for a fundraiser or sewing for political reasons, um, you know, that's all very valid in the group and share it with kindness and with accuracy and um, it's welcome. So, hi Eric, hi Jacqueline, hi Sandy, Sandy snowed in, I don't know if her sister Glenda is watching, but I hope you all are staying safe up there. Um, it's blizzarding in Canada, I love our, um, our listeners from different countries, it's wonderful to see just the, the reach of this group too, um, lots of Australian people and Canadian people, people from South Africa, people from Sweden, and of course people from all over the United States and I think that's another positive thing for me. Just lots of um, coming together. Uh, Stephanie says she's from Indiana. Love it. Uh, <laughs> hi, Nicole. Uh, thank you to everyone who's joining today. And just a reminder, today, December 7th, is the last day to order the Sew Here box. Um, we have received a lot more orders than we thought we would. And so, you know, for... For a little bit there, I was like, you know, we could just keep the orders open until ship date because we might have, like, extra stuff. There's no extra stuff. <laughs> In fact, I uh, after today, when the orders end at midnight this evening, I will be, you know, taking that uh, product down and making a final order to fill everything out. We had originally thought maybe we're going to sell 10 boxes or something like that. And then we quickly surpassed that number. Okay, maybe it's 
you know, maybe 15 or 20. And we thought, hey, what if we got to 30? That'd be really cool. And I think we're just about at 50 boxes. Um, and as we've been learning with this experience, uh, we're we're really excited about future boxes to bring to you. So anyway, hello to Melissa. Hi to Sharice. Um, Sharice says she's in Oregon and it's cold today. Snow and ice in the forecast for tomorrow. Hello, Mary. Nice to see you. Okay, so um, we had talked about sewing self-care yesterday. We talked about moving around and we talked about drinking water and taking breaks and um, being nice to yourself. And then I'm I'm really sorry. I'm blanking on it's it's a it's a newer member to the group, and she said something about self management uh, and self control. It was in relation to stopping sewing when you're tired. And I just love the term self management. I sometimes I think the term self care gets uh, maybe overused a little bit, and sometimes it's a little. Maybe it's a little too touchy-feely for me. Uh, and I was like, oh, self-management, you know. I love to think of myself as a, a manager of myself. And I get to, you know, say, oh, I'm going to spend my time here. Or I'm going to, uh, you know, make sure and take some time out here, da-da-da. And um, maybe take a little bit of the, you know, touchy-feeliness out of it for maybe some of us who aren't so touchy-feely. Um, anyway, so... One more thing that I forgot to mention yesterday that I think is so important, especially because I have been um, knitting in the past couple days. I was at home with my baby because she was sick, and um, she helped me knit. We were counting stitches together, and it was lots of fun, and it was super cute. And my hands started getting really dry. So self-care tip for seamstresses or anyone who works with their hands is to moisturize your hands big time I think what I like to do, best thing, is right before I go to bed. I like to just like slather on your moisturizer of choice. I know that in two seconds here someone's going to be like, coconut oil! Because, you know, coconut oil is, is super popular. Coconut oil is great. Whatever. You can put, um, you know, lotion, whatever, the lotion of your choice. I have to say that... Uh, I'm in love with lanolin, and for those of you who are vegan, this isn't an option for you, but uh, lanolin is derived from the oils uh, from sheep, um, and it's supposed to be a really great skin protectant. It's supposed to be very similar to our oils that, that we have um, on our skin, and I originally got lanolin when I was pregnant because you're supposed to use it when you're nursing to prevent um, chafing on your nipples and whatnot. And I did use it for that. But then I was like, I'm going to slather this stuff on my lips because my lips are all, you know, cracking and stuff, right? And then, and uh, so then I was putting it on my lips and then I got real bad dry skin like on my cheeks. And I thought, you know, I bet this stuff doesn't, um, doesn't uh, like, clog your pores, I guess, you know, because I'd used it in a few places. And so one night, in desperation with my dry face, okay, I just put lanolin all over my face. <laughs> I slathered it all over my hands. I put it on my elbows. I put it on my feet, and I put socks on because I was so dry. And I woke up just this glowing, soft, moisturized uh, skin, you know, uh, that I, I, I was super happy, 
uh, with it, and I had been, like, putting on makeup, and my makeup then was, like, drying out little, you know, uh, pieces of dead skin and making me look not very pretty, right? We don't want that. And so uh, the lanolin at night seems to uh, do such a great job, and I, I love it. My fingers... Um, if they, if your fingers have little dry places on the tops of them and then you go to work with your wool or with your fabric or whatever, sometimes that can be a little, uh, you know, spine tingling if your fingers are, you know, going across fibers and getting caught or something like that. So take good care of your hands. And, you know, we've talked, we talked about posture yesterday, but we didn't talk about like stretching your fingers or your wrists or things like that, but always make sure to do that. You can do a few wrist rolls. Once again, in case you thought I was a doctor, I'm not, and you should check with your doctor before doing any wrist rolls and probably before using any kind of oils or lotions or anything. But uh, anyway, um, uh, Cherie said that she likes to use something on her hands that won't damage the wool, and that's very true. The lanolin is not going to degrade the wool because it's you know, from the same place. It, in fact, people re-lanolize uh, wool diaper covers. Oh, and Sandy just commented, I've still got some of that from when I used to lanolize wool diaper covers. I should try it on my poor dry hands. Sandy, for sure. So if you're not sensitive to it, if you're not allergic to lanolin, <clears throat> I'm serious. Tonight, get in there, take a hunk out, and put it like over your knuckles, put it on your fingertips, and then I know some people who will, like, sleep in gloves for moisturizing their hands, like cotton gloves or something, and I don't have any of those, and I, I don't need it. It really, it's kind of stiff when you first get it out of the little, you know, container or the pot or whatever, but, um, you know, once you get it uh, rubbed into your hands, I just love it. There are lots of products out there that have lanolin in them, okay? Like, Carmex has lanolin in it. Uh, if you ever use the diaper rash cream, Diaper Dew, it is just lanolin and petroleum jelly. So I think it's trying to make it a little more viscous uh, to apply to skin. But yeah, I am just in love with lanolin. Bought a big pot of it uh, at the, like, natural grocery store over two years ago, and I still have it because a little goes a long way. And I guess now I should... Uh, sell some lanolin, okay? Um, <laughs> Melissa says our lanolin stories are the same. A little goes a long way too. And um, I tried to get my husband to use lanolin because he like scratches his hands until they bleed. It's just, it's, it's pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Derek, you need to moisturize your hands. Uh, and I shared a story of how lanolin helped me while I was nursing, but I won't get too graphic with that. Maybe we'll save that for the in-person meetup of the Self-Zone Wardrobe Group someday. Okay, let's talk about sewing for other people. I'm going to do a little brief recap of this because Mom and I recorded uh, a couple of podcasts last night, and this one did it. It pushed us over the edge to where we will need to mark an episode as explicit, okay? So on iTunes, if you see the little E next to something, that means explicit, and it means maybe you shouldn't listen to it with your kids in the car because uh, ZD says the B word a couple of times. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there are lots of podcasts out there that are marked explicit for some very light swearing, and I'd call this some pretty light swearing too, um, but uh, there, there are no sewing podcasts. 
to my knowledge, that are marked explicit. I think there are some knitting podcasts that are marked explicit, but no sewing podcasts. And we're just, you know, we're getting to the point where we are, um, we... We've, we've got you fabulous people listening to us. We know that you like our honesty. And, you know, every once in a while, the B word comes out when we're talking. So uh, we're just going to be be ourselves, okay? So um, make sure to l- listen to that episode. And Mom gets pretty uh, in-depth uh, about um, what what has happened to her personally with sewing for other people. And she did that for a long time. Okay. Um, she sewed professionally for people, but what we are talking about is when someone asks you as a hobbyist to sew something for them. And the big conversation is, you know, what do you charge for your time? What do you charge for your materials? Should you do things absolutely all the way for free? And is that rewarding for you? Everyone has a personal story. Everyone has personal preferences. And every situation is different. Like, I've gotten myself into terrible situations sewing for free for people. And I've gotten myself into some very rewarding situations sewing for free for people. But one thing that I said last night in our podcasting um, uh, episode about this was, If you're speaking with someone and you say, oh, yeah, I made my shirt or I like to sew or something like that, and their first thing they say back to you is, can you sew something for me or I want this made, red flag, okay? So, like, if you're just having a conversation with a friend and they're like, I just got a new boat is the first thing you're going to say is, oh, can you give me a ride on it? Like, now? You know, can or, or, you know, can I borrow your boat? You know, or whatever. No, that's not the first thing you say. You say, well, what kind? Okay. People can take advantage of you. It's just the truth, okay? We have a review on iTunes from the, the Sewing Out Loud podcast where someone says that, like, we're terrible, snobby people because, you know, we... Um, something about we don't think that other people who, you know, sew are as good as us and that, you know, when you sew for other people, you normally get back more than you put in. And that's just not true. The truth is that sometimes there are people out there who will take advantage of you. And we know this because we've been in the business a long time and I've been taken advantage of in, um, being asked to sew for people. And I've also been taken advantage of in my role as like a sewing machine, you know, dealer or retailer or something like that. You know, people will ask things of me that it can almost be impossible for me to, uh, to accommodate without losing money. And so then we, we talked a little bit last night about money and people think it's a dirty word. You know, they're, oh my gosh, I can't imagine charging someone or or I couldn't ask for money for that. Well, if your grocery store <clears throat> that you go in to buy food will just give you food if you ask for it, then no, you don't need to charge, okay? But if you're like everyone else in the world and you need to, you know, make money to feed your family or use your time in order to... <clears throat> 
take care of your family or you use your time uh, in order to, uh, you know, cook for your family or, or whatever, then money is something that needs to be talked about, okay? So, and we made it really clear in the podcast too, even if you don't work outside the home, if you're at home and you're not like receiving a paycheck but you're caring for a child or caring for a parent or a loved one or something like that, that's your time. And if you were to sew things for people that would take away from that time and you would need to somehow be compensated, okay? Now, I've sewn for free. I'm about to sew for free today. Derek, my husband, works at an elementary school and the art or the music teacher needs little togas to be made, okay, for their Christmas performance. And I'm going to do that for free. And so I know what goes into it. I know how many are needed. I asked a couple questions before I volunteered to do this. I said, does it matter what color they are? Because I had some fabric, you know, on hand that I could use. Um, Sometimes when you, you know, when someone asks you to sew something, they don't give you the whole story right up front, okay? So it's important to get that. And then also, I think sometimes we imagine that perhaps our good nature is shared by everyone. And I've had this happen to me before. I'm not saying I'm some kind of, you know, fabulously wonderful person, but uh, one thing I don't do is ask people to do things for free. And when someone says, I really need this thing, think about what this thing is. And if it's possible that someone could, like, really need it, okay? So... You know, Jean shared in the group her experience of, you know, a person asking her to make five vests for her family for Christmas. And I think it's important. I almost think that the desperation factor has to be taken out of the equation, okay? It might be a valid thing in the in the situation, but I think it needs to be taken out of your equation of whether or not you can do it, okay? So it doesn't matter how desperate someone is. If you have to work 70 hours that week and you can't make the whatever, the pillowcases or the togas or the Christmas fest, you know, if someone is super desperate for something, that doesn't up the need for you to do it, okay? If someone casually asked you, you know, and didn't say, I'm desperate and you didn't have time, you'd say, you know, I don't have time for that. Or if someone asked you casually for something to be sewn for them and you did have the time, you'd say, oh, well, sure, okay? So another person's level of absolute desperation, it can't be your only reason for sewing for them because then once you get into talking with them about what they need and what they have, I've had people say they're desperate for something to be made for them, and then they don't make the time to, like, come in and get fitted, like, get measured. Like, I can't, you know, I can't make this thing without the measurements. And so it's like, wait a minute, how desperate were you, you know? So I, I maybe I'm having a hard time, like, putting this into words, but the drama, the desperation, even if the other person is portraying that, you need to kind of put that aside and look at the facts. Do you have time for this? Are you willing to do it? Um, can the person reimburse you for your materials? Do you care if they reimburse you for your materials? But that that desperation can't be can't be the only reason that you do it because it's really not a great impetus. It won't, it won't turn out well, okay? Uh, Karen says, I have no problem with just saying no. And, you know, you should give that a try, okay? 
um, you know, you can just say, no, I don't do that. Okay. Uh, Sandy says, I used to work with university students and my constant mantra, never said aloud, but often thought, your lack of planning does not constitute my emergency. And so there's, you know, I, I don't mean that if someone's, you know, desperate for something to be sown, that they're like a bad person or something like that. But it's ultimately up to you, the, the sower. And this is where you need to ask your local sewing store or do a little research in your area and find someone who sews for a living. And you need to put their number in your phone and you need to share that. You know, that's what we do here. We used to do alterations and we used to do embroidery out of the store and we don't anymore because we've gotten so busy with, um, you know, machines, sales and, and uh, classes and whatnot. Um, and I have a card and someone will walk in the store and they'll say, I, I need this zipper replaced. And our sign says sewing studio. They're not silly for asking for this, you know. And I'll say, oh, we don't do that here, but I, I can give you the name of someone who does. And sometimes people look at me a little funny and I'll say, we sell machines and teach classes. You know, and they'll go, oh, okay. You know, they're like, oh, this lady, you know, just doesn't want to do my zipper or something like that. But I used to have people kind of ask me or I'd let the conversation continue on. They'd say, how much do you think it will cost? And can't you just do this real quick or something like that? And I, I would just say, no, we, we don't do that here. We sell machines and teach classes. Um, and you will need to talk to Nora. <laughs> That's who we refer people to for alterations. You'll need to talk to Nora about how much it will cost. I can't say that. And it's just... You can end conversations with people. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that in my retail establishment. Sometimes I feel like having a storefront makes it so people can just come in and harass you. Um, I've got some really awesome customers. Some of them are watching right now, Sharon and Mary, you know, people who come in the, in the store, you know, who are wonderful and I love sharing my time with. But every once in a while, I get somebody who comes in here who kind of like wants to tell me, what I do. You know, they'll say, well, you got all these machines around here. Can't you just sew on this patch? And I'm like, no, I'm doing other things. I would never go into some, you know, other place and tell them, you know, what to do for me. I would ask. I would get information. I would want it to be accurate. And that's what I give, accurate information. So do be careful with your time. You might have a little bit of a learning curve. You can choose to do as much, you know, quote-unquote charity or volunteer sewing as you wish. We have a community service project that we do here every year. Um, but ultimately, everyone has the same amount of time. And everyone has different levels of commitments to different things. So you should just know that you're one person and you have this finite amount of time. What else is going on in your life? You know, if it's not a big deal for you to do such and such, great. But, um, you know, it is a little frustrating when people assume that because you sew, you can do this thing up real quick. Or isn't that real easy? Well, if it was real easy, why don't you do it yourself, you know? So anyway, uh, please, please uh, keep the conversation going. I don't mind if you air your frustrations here. I'd love to hear about them. Uh, but when you when, don't, don't over stressed yourself. Uh, Sandy says her sewing rule is, if I didn't birth you, I don't sew for you. 
<laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, uh, that's that that can be a good rule. So anyway, um, I'm gonna sign off here and uh, keep the conversation going in the group. Once again, today is the last day to order the Sew Here box full of sewing goodies, and the next one won't be available until March, February, something like that. Um. And we'll look forward to introducing you to all the fabulous stuff in the box. And if you're interested in what's in the box, you can search. You can go to the photos tab or the videos tab in the group and uh, look for those videos where I um, talked about the articles in the box. The other thing is um, I've now started including in the description for the live videos a hashtag. And it's SSW live okay so when you go to search in the group and you can do that on mobile and you can do that on desktop you can hopefully search for the hashtag sSw live and you can see all the live videos so a few people were asking um, about that um, and Lonnie or Loney you need to tell me how to pronounce your name she just joined in at the tail end go back and rewatch it's a lot of fun and I'll be checking in the group today and commenting and uh, replying to your um, horror stories about maybe sewing for other people. And remember, moisturize your hands at night, okay, so that they're nice and soft and supple and ready to go in the morning, and you don't have to get, you know, oily stuff on your projects if you don't want to. Okay, you all have a lovely day. Bye-bye. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last. Sell 